It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app, coming to you from the beautiful Sportsbook and Parks Casino. We got big TVs, comfy chairs, sports to bet on, and I got a beautiful Elliott Shore Park sitting right next to me. How you doing? Buddy? What up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good, pal. Yeah. How are you? So last week, buddy, pal. That's, that's good. what you know. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big buddy, pal, you friend, are. brother, you are. guy. Yes. You're not um, my guy, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. You're not my friend, pal. Yeah. Um, a rare South Park reference, which for me. which is great. You know, that's my favorite. It is, so anytime yeah. you do that, you're right in my wheelhouse. Uh, I think. I would say at least once a month about the story you told me about how you fell out of your seat laughing at the South Park movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. Yeah, the the wow. Uncle Bleeper right. song, when that came on, I literally fell uh, the tears streaming down my face. I, was I, I don't think I could ever laugh that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe that. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, all right, 215-592-9494. Last week, Elliot, uh, we're here. Um, you know, it obviously took like nine days to get to that press conference. Yeah, it felt know. like the end of this. It's yeah, that was you're right. Good, thank you. How he told us. Yeah. Um, you know, it felt like such a, like a, is he getting fired? Is he not? This whole thing, and then the press conference. And last week, it felt like we were wrapping up the season. This is the first time we're sitting here doing a show, and it really feels over to me. It's yeah. like all right, now we're like a fi- it's the off season. Like it's it's well, all there's over. no football this yeah, that's week. That's right. Too. Yeah, for yeah, you're right. First Sunday in a long time without a football yeah. game. Um, how you feeling right now, buddy? Good. It is you know. 
to your point, it felt like the way the season ended was so ugly and so intense. And then those nine days from when they didn't talk to when they had the press conference, also very ugly. And then people were really mad after the press conference. So it feels like this is the first show we've done in a while where maybe like the temperature is cool. Yeah, you gotta like take. Yeah, yeah you can almost take a deep breath. Take a deep and breath kinda, and kind of reassess what's going on. Um, as people come in and be like, "I'm so angry." <laughs> yeah. But, but I think that's a positive, at least for today's show, because there's a lot to talk about with this team that's not coaching staff related. Obviously, the coaching staff was a big part of, why, of, of this offseason so far, and you know we can debate and we have about how big of a part of the downfall of last season. But regardless, we know what the coaching staff to a large extent is going to be right now. Sirianni's back as the head coach. Kellen Moore is offensive coordinator. Yeah, it's like position, guys. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see who the QB coach is. Yes, and there's that'll still be spots a very that'll be, but, but – the yeah. main pieces. And you know what? Do you think they bring Brian Johnson back as the quarterback no, coach, by I the don't, way? I if don't. he doesn't get an offensive coordinator eh, job. I mean, he was super successful at it last year. Yeah, I don't I, think I, I would. I, I doubt it. I don't know if Brian Johnson would want to come back here, yeah, you know, true. considering how well, he doesn't have a job. Okay. But, well, I, I think he'll find one. But I, I get your point. And look, to the, to the coaches thing, I do think they deserve credit. You know, people might like it. People might not like it. I think for the most part, people, especially considering what we come off came off of, are, are more happy than not about the, the coordinator hirings. But credit to them, whatever you think of the coordinators, they looked at the, the landscape this offseason and said, we want those guys. Yeah. And they went and got them. You know, they got the guys there. To, other teams are still out there signing coordinators. There's interviews happening. And they were like, we want these two guys. And, and they, they went moved and quick. And they moved quick. They moved quick. And cre- yeah. credit. And, you know, the, the thing I keep thinking about with these coordinators is um, going into last year, the coordinators on the Eagles, not including Michael Clay, had one year of experience on the job. Michael, uh, Michael Clay, Clay uh, yeah. ace, ace coordinator. Seriously, Michael I mean, and he, he deserves it. He's been awesome. Great job. I do wonder how far away he is from being promoted <laughs> to, in all seriousness, to like a coordinator of a defense Who somewhere. knows, man? But, Who knows? Um, but going into last year, the staff had one year of experience between Sean Desai and, uh, and Brian Johnson at the job. Now the staff has a combined 25 years of experience. Bit of a difference. And part, uh, obviously a large yeah, Vic, portion Vic, of that. But still, I mean, Kyle Moore's five years are five times what yeah. both the guys had and, last and year. And going into this season, he'll be calling plays as the primary play caller for the sixth straight year. Yep. And that's that's no small thing. So I think uh, the staff last year was clearly lacking in experience. This year they're going to have that experience. I think it'll make Nick a way better head coach. Um, I don't think he had to hold their hands last year, but clearly the defensive side of the ball, the coordinator situation was, a, was an issue – I mean, I would say all year, if they removed them 11 or 12 games in or whatever it was, clearly they felt their issues behind the scenes, and then the Patricia thing didn't go well. And then Brian Johnson, you know, we could do eight hours straight debating him. But regardless, clearly they felt they needed something else to coordinate spot. So I do think the head coach that we saw last year in Nick, I think he can be a better head coach this year because of the improved coordinators. And, and, the, and less on his plate. Like, yeah, he doesn't exactly. have to focus on the offense. He, he can just focus on you know managing games, yep. on, on being the culture leader guy and all that. And that's all he has to worry about. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's the one positive of, uh, of the coaching staff. Now, if I had to say, you know, full kind of analysis of what I think, I don't think they're exciting hires in the way that I don't think Fangio and Kellen Moore are going to bring things we haven't seen before. And maybe that's good. Like, look, Chip Kelly is in the news. When Chip came here, I remember being in the press box in Washington for that first half. Thinking the NFL And we thought we were revolutionizing the NFL. What Didn't they run some absurd amount of plays in the first? It was insane. 40-something plays. So. So I don't think we're going to see that. I don't think we're going to see Kellen Moore come in here and there's going to be, like, double reverses and linemen lining up at receiver. Remember Chip used to do that? Uh, So, yeah, I think Kellen Moore is a quality hire that will come in and has experience running a highly efficient NFL offense. I think you'll see slightly more motion than they've used before. I believe the Chargers were eighth in the league last year 
in motion. So yeah, I think that's that's basically what you'll see from Kellen. All right, let's get. I, I want to. What I want to do today: two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Like we said at the start of the show, you know, it's it's the off season now officially. Yeah. Like we have we've got coordinators now. It's all taken care of. I want to start to look ahead because there are a lot of things coming up this off season that are important. There are a lot, I mean, we need a defense rebuilt. Uh, we need to find out if how he's going to change his philosophy on that side of the ball. Uh, we have a lot of questions about Jalen Hurts this offseason. Uh, we have uh, Jeffrey Lurie speaking in about a month yeah. plus at the owners' meetings, what he has to say about the whole Nick thing. I mean, there's so many things this offseason that are incredibly important in terms of, like, this is a, you know, you don't want to say it's a, it's not a make-or-break year for the Eagles this year per se, but it certainly is for Nick Sirianni. It certainly is for this incarnation of the Eagles that we thought was about to be something special for a long time. When you look ahead to this offseason, like what stands out to you right now as the as the most important thing the Eagles need to handle, the most important of these many and, and look, we can get into it all today. You know, if you want to talk about the AJ stuff in this week, we're happy to talk about it. If you want to talk your own thoughts on the quarters, we're happy to talk about it. But with this offseason, a smorgasbord of topics. A smorgasbord. Yeah. What is he done? Like there that? is yeah, that's good work. A a there is a, a, so many things to get into, but but when you look at this offseason, Elliot, what is it that you sit here and you, this is top of mind for me? So right for, for for me, the Eagles this offseason they need to to re regrow to use the flower reference, I guess here. They need to regrow like the roots of their franchise and what they believe in. I don't believe they need to go in this offseason and change how they do things. I don't believe the path for this offseason is to go in and invest in positions they don't normally and focus on the defense. The issue I think they need to focus on this offseason is the lines. The offensive line, the defensive line. The offensive line to me is a very underrated need heading into this offseason. That is a really good point. Especially if Kelsey retires. Mm-hmm. If Kelsey retires, which definitely feels less 100% than it used to. Yeah, we'll get into uh, that. And by the way, that'd be like an all-time miss by Adam Schefter. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well yeah. I mean, Brady, that would be the it, Yeah, we, it, I, Bra- that, the Brady retirement is the only, and I'm sure there have been others, but the only time I really remember Schefter missing big yeah. was the Brady I mean, retirement, we, it, and this would be the same thing. It felt like... We already did the whole, you know, it's sad Kelsey retired. Yeah. But, but regardless, if Kelsey's not back, they go into this offseason with essentially three questions on the offensive line. And I'm going to include Landon Dickerson in that, not because he's not a good player. He clearly was a good player this year. But you go to having, you know, having such continuity in the offensive line for so many I don't even so question many... Dickerson. No, 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 I think but it's the, point the I'm continuity making, yes, from the I'm two saying. guys. The interior offensive yeah. line. So uh, Dickerson is an all-pro player, pro yep. bowl player for sure. But he's going to be taking snaps next to somebody new. And and how is that going to impact him? So I look at the offensive line and the interior of it and say they really need to, really, really need to focus on that. I think that's an underrated thing when we look at the downfall of Jalen last year. I think the offensive line in front of him was not good at picking up blitzes. That impacted him. He had a role in that, but that impacted him. And then the defensive line. People talk so much about the defense and the back seven. The front four is a major question. Like, are they going to bring Hassan Reddick back? Are they going to bring Josh Sweat back? Josh Sweat, I believe, is in the final year of his deal. So you have two ends that you have to either give new contracts to or accept that they're going into contract years. And two years. ends who we would have thought, you know, halfway through this season, lock them the hell up. Yeah. And then by the end of the season, it's like, I mean, I would, I still like both players. I'd bring them back. For I sure. would too, but it's, but they're not the the home runs that. And I mean, are you I, are you giving them new deals? Well, that, you, you have to, right? I mean, right. like especially the Reddick thing. Like Sweat hasn't made any noise yet. The Reddick thing. I mean, we thought he was going to make noise last off season, yeah. and then you know, 
how, had you know it looked like he was on his way to another great year, and then the Patricia change happens, and he just you know d- fell didn't off. matter. Yeah. yeah. So I look at the defensive line, and the ends are major questions. You have to figure out what you're going to do there. And then the interior, I think there's not going to be as much turnover. Uh, you know, Jordan Davis will be back. Jalen Carter will be back. Milton Williams, I assume, will be back. Fletcher, I assume not. They're talking like he's not going to be back. So you need to add a veteran guy there. But for so many years, this team has dominated at the line of scrimmage week in and week out. That's why how they were great in 2017. It's how they were great in 2022. How he's always prioritized that, that group of players. I think an underrated downfall last year was the line stopped getting pressure and the offensive line stopped winning consistently. So this offseason for me, the priority is not go get a linebacker. It's not, you know, the secondary or the safety. It's they have to figure out these lines and get back to being the team that physically dominates the other team week in and week I think, out. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, you know, that we've talked about it so much. That has been the strength of this yeah. era of the Eagles year to year, and it's what's made them great in the years that they are great. And it wasn't close to that this year. You know, it's almost become like um, just a, a, a truism where people say, well, the Eagles, they have the best offensive line in the NFL. And I it's fell like, into that. Yeah, I was, we all do. I was talking to someone, uh, obviously, clap your hands, all your available uh, podcast platforms. We had Shout an event, out. Uh, Thank you. We had an event this week, and we were talking about the downfall of the Eagles season. Um, and See, I was saying. Even, even, even a Sixers podcast yeah, can't get away can't, from can't it. Yeah, can't stop it, right? Um, but I think one thing I got wrong when at the end of the season I believed that they would be able to turn it around and come back, one thing I got wrong is I, I just assumed they'd win at the line of scrimmage each week, and they stopped. They stopped winning at the line of scrimmage. Which, so, by the way, the whole blitz thing, and we kill the coaches for it, rightfully so. We, we killed Jalen for it, I'm sure, in spots, rightfully so. We have not ripped the offensive line right. up. They, they play a role in that too, man. And so does yeah. Jeff, so does no Jeff Stoutland. No like, I think Cam Jurgens is a major question going into next season. Either A, as right guard, well, particularly or if he guard. moves to I, I think it's a question regardless. I think you have to hope that when he moves back to the position he plays his whole life that he'll be better at it. But, still but, but we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. And, and, and regardless of if he's a good center or not, you know, he's, he's replacing a, a, a six-time All-Pro right, in a he's row. he's replacing the best center yeah, in the game. Exactly, so, so almost no matter what, you're going to see a down a uh, a downgrade at safety. Uh, Especially sorry, from safety the, the, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the intelligence stuff Kelsey does, yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. So seeing everything that he's seen before, you know? I think they need, to, they need to reinvest and reinvent both lines. And if they don't do it, it's going to be a long year. We can talk about Jalen and the secondary players and the skill players. It really is about those two lines. 215-592-9494. What's the biggest thing the Eagles need to do this offseason? What's the biggest thing they need to fix? Look, I think there are two obvious answers. The lines is a great answer. I think, like, look, the defense is its own thing, and there are a lot of aspects of it. I mean, the most important thing they have to do this offseason is get Jalen Hurts right. I mean, that's it. That is the single most – like, he is the most important person in that locker room. He might be the most important person in the franchise outside of Jeffrey and Howie, right? You know, so, like, what we saw, the regression we saw from Hurts, especially over the course of the season. Look, at no point this year did he look as great as he did last year, period. But let's not forget, they were 10-1, and one, and whether or not he looked like an MVP frontrunner, he was the favorite to win the MVP through 11 yeah. games this season. And then by the end of the season, I mean, we're having conversations. There, there are people in the city who are like, he's not the guy. And I, like, I think that there have been massive overreactions to a lot of this stuff in one season. You know, we see it all the time. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I know he struggled in the playoffs, but... He's the go-away MVP this year. Like, a couple years ago, it was, oh, Lamar, he's cooked. He can't play. No one wants him. Like, there, I feel like we, we, you know, we're prisoners of the moment a lot in the NFL, and I, and I get that. But, but things change so quickly and can change from year to year so much. 
with Jalen Hurts, like this offseason's priority for Kellen Moore, for Nick Sirianni, for Howie Roseman, like whatever it takes to, to get Jalen both comfortable back on the field, feeling like he feels comfortable running the offense they're going to run, doing things that are make him a better player and put him in position to be successful. But then on top of that, you know, the, the off the field stuff too, like, you know, I'm more concerned about like I need him to to focus. I, I thought this guy was the best like leader I've ever seen. Yeah. And then you find out like he needs to grow. He's still a kid and he needs to learn how to how to relate to his teammates better and all this stuff because you know, whether or not you believe all the leaks, there's enough coming out of that locker room that it, Jalen Hurts has some work to do. So the off-the-field stuff, in a weird way, doesn't concern me as much. I'm not saying it's it's not concerning just because, look, I do think it's important that the the leader of the team is someone that we all feel that is— That people want to go to yeah, battle with, so yeah. to speak. And, 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 and I don't think— players don't want to go to battle for jail no, so it's no a, i know i'm just it's saying. a weird it's a weird line though with how the off the field stuff because i think that he could improve at it but then it becomes where it's like a major issue i don't think it's a major issue my so concern i don't think jalen has um, i don't think it's a major issue across the board with jalen we're different on that so one. i I'm, disagree yeah I'm, so, not, I'm not i i'm not i just think it's a mo- they have to get him right but i believe they will get him right so my concern with jalen in terms of getting it right this offseason i think a scary thing about it is you know, you, you mentioned Kellen Moore and Nick, and they certainly hold responsibility. But this really does just come down to Jalen. And, and now the good news is I think Jalen is a very hard worker. Like, I'm sure Jalen is going to spend all offseason working almost every day, right? So, so I think Jalen will really work at his issues. The, the, the concern I have with Jalen next year is just, you know, if you look at the three years he's been in the NFL, he was elite for one of them. And for two of them, like, you can, you know, positives, negatives, whatever, wasn't good enough. I just want to see what version of Jalen we get next year. And my concern is some of the issues you saw with him last year are also issues he had in 2021. Bailing the pocket too early. Pre-snap recognition. Um, You know, I I think with that, right, running too early. So my concern is, is he going to get out of those bad habits he got into last year? I do think a new coaching staff helps, but ultimately Jalen is the one that, that needs to get better at those things. And I think sometimes, you know, maybe as a fan base, we're a little... I don't want to say naive, but, like, we don't want to admit that, like, the quarterback really regressed in those final two months. And really, I think you could argue all year. I know he was MVP frontrunner, so, like, he was not a disaster. But there's such a major difference between having a top three quarterback and having a top ten quarterback. I agree. But but I also think you have to put this on the coaching as well. Like, they were not putting him in positions to be successful. Like, they can do a much better job. I, like, we had Ray Didinger on. I thought he did it. The single best job I have heard of anybody breaking down the issues with the Eagles offense and why they happened this year. And he made a great point. He's like, when they were doing the RPO stuff last year, like that was something where defenses didn't know where the ball was going. Like it was something that defenses had to account for. And then this year they stopped doing the RPO stuff almost like entirely. And but they didn't add anything else to confuse defenses. They didn't add motion. They didn't add play action. They didn't add these things to or, you know, changing from center, under center, and, and, and giving different looks so that the de- that's part of the reason the offense became so predictable because whether or not who you blame for it, the offense was incredibly predictable at the end of the season. That is inarguable. So I, I think that, like, it, I agree Jalen absolutely has to be better, but I, I think Kellen Moore will help. They need to put him in positions to be better too. So I, I think Kellen Moore, if he comes in and it's a new-looking offense, of course there will be benefits to that, much like when Shane Steichen got for, first got here and they kind of reinvented the offense around Jalen. Like, NFL teams take time to adjust. And last year, you know, the Eagles' offense, and Sirianni's talked about it, kind of wanted to do the same thing they did in 2022. It's like Jalen's strengths, all those things. 
But, excuse me, I also think with, with Jalen, like we talk about throwing over the middle of the field. I think that's a Jalen thing. I don't think that's a coaching thing. I think it's both. I, I think like the big play stuff. I think that is Nick for sure. It's both. But I also think that's Jalen. It's both. Yeah, so. so That's my point is I, I don't think you could just say Jalen needs it. I think it is they both need to be better. But Jalen matters more. So while he I agree. He matters more. Yeah. But again, I don't think you can succeed without coaching. I don't think you no, can for succeed sure. without The coaching there. has to be good. I'm not disagreeing with you. But I think a lot of the problems we saw last year. We're, jail, we're more Jalen-related than yeah, coaching Yeah, that's where related. we disagree. That's where we disagree. We yeah. don't have to get back into no, that again. No, we definitely don't. But, but the point I'm making is, so going into next year, Jalen, like the things he needs to work on this offseason, because you said the biggest Yeah, you know, I agree. Is getting Jalen getting Jalen right. right. No doubt. A Jalen needs to work, and I don't know how you work at it. I'm sure there's a way to do it. Like, he needs to work on zero blitz. Like, I, I, Kelsey said in his locker at the end of the season, he is sure Jalen is going to see a lot of zero blitz mm-hmm. this year. So spend the offseason working on that. I do think at times Jalen's height in the pocket is an issue when it comes to throwing over the middle it's, of the field. That's certainly a possibility. There was a, there was a play against Tampa, and it was, a, it was a great play, actually, but it was the long pass to Devontae down the middle. Jalen's in the pocket, completely clean plock, pocket. He has no reason to move. He moves to his left to get like out to get out from behind Landon Dickerson, who is a really big guard for what it's worth, and then he throws it. So I think that well, they need to to the coaching point. This is something Ross Tucker talked about all season and and talked about Kellen Moore and thinks he'll do it. But they need to move the pocket for Jalen too, like purposefully move the pocket. If Jalen wants to move, design him to move. So I think where we will maybe agree on this is. The coaching staff needs to learn to coach around Jalen's deficiencies. Yes. yes. But, oh, or, and to his talent. And to his talent. But Jalen also needs to work on things. Of because course. If Jalen's going to be making, and now his cap it this year is not that big, but if he's going to be a $40 million no a year doubt. player, no doubt. then you have to be able to do almost all of it. Like, that's the benefit of paying a quarterback well, look, that I mean, much. It's a, and no one should be compared to Patrick Mahomes. That's the biggest lesson I think we've taken away from this season. Is right. He is uh, one with a bullet by himself. There is no two. Yeah, the, who, one. the question is, who's the third best quarterback in the yeah. NFL? Because two is left empty because that's how good Patrick Mahomes is. He deserves the, the jump. But, like, you know, the point is with Mahomes, you do see, like, he does make up for a lot of mis- issues and mistakes because he can just do and, special and things. And one thing, and this is on the coaching staff and Jalen as well, but one thing I think Patrick uh, Patrick Mahomes is really good at is, like, he does not force the ball down the field. So I think from a coaching perspective. It's huge from a coaching perspective, Yeah, like, Nick has to take Nick, what is there. Yes, and and – I think we view that as a coaching thing, and it is. It's both. For sure. But it's Jalen, too. It's, it's both. J- like they, they, he, and now, the difference is Patrick Mahomes had one of the best defenses in the, end, in yep. the NFL this year, so there probably wasn't as much pressure to make plays. But Jalen has to be smarter with the football next year. 215-592-9494. What this offseason stands out to you is the most important thing the Eagles need to accomplish. And look, you can talk about multiple things. I mean, we haven't brought up the linebackers. Do you believe that Howie should change his philosophy and, and adapt to what the NFL seemingly is heading towards and, and value linebackers more? Safeties. I mean, we talked about it this week. The two best teams we've seen the Eagles have since 2004, uh, the, the Super Bowl champion team and the team last year, had good safety play. on both, and, it, and in 17, they spent money on it. They had Jenkins and McLeod, neither of which was cheap. Like, he has shown that he will do these things. Does he need to? And then anything else, what is the most important thing to you this offseason? 215-592-9494. And, of course, if you want to talk coordinators, if you want to talk the A.J. Brown uh, of it all this week, anything you want to get into, 215-592-9494. Let's go Birds Radio. Let's start out where we do every single Saturday at this time. Let's go to Abington and talk to our buddy Tom Yota. Hey, fellas. How are we doing today? What up, Tom? How's it going? 
All right, let's go. Let's go. Two quick things before I get into the Eagles. One, Drew from WC says what up. He can't call in today. He's in the Big Apple rooting on the Huskies for yeah, some reason. Yeah, he's too big time yeah, going to a, 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 a college basketball game and saying this. <laughs> okay. We got it. We got it. No yeah, big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, All right, so let me share an anecdote with you guys, uh, which will just, it just show the power that WIP has, right? So you guys know I'm a home infusion nurse, and mm-hmm. most of my regular patients, they know who I am as it pertains to WIP being Tom from Abington. Look at you. I love, this. I love to hear it. Okay, so I'm talking to one of my regulars yesterday, and he asks me to deliver a message to one John Fritz. Get out of he, here. Yeah, he says, can you tell him to go bleep himself for starting this A.J. Brown trade rumor? <laughs> All right. <laughs> What'd you say back? This is a, let's it's see. an important oh, response. Yeah, I, I texted ja- John right away and, and let him know. He loved it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let, me, let me say Tom really quick. This is not to you. This is just a general statement. To everybody. Everyone needs to back off of Jack Fritz. 100%. It was a hypothetical When poll. can we not talk about yes. hypothetical it's, trades no, no, no. on WIP? We've done this for, for 30 years on I WIP. I totally agree yes. with you guys. Yeah, yeah, so again, I know you agree, but I'm just putting to anyone out, and people are willing. I would gladly people call up if they felt the poll was messed up. It was a hypothetical trade. Kay Adams asked about it, which is fine. Like, that's her job. So I just think this this criticism of the poll and Jack is absurd. A.J. Brown yeah. answered the question poorly. That's his prerogative. Yeah, That's no how doubt. he wanted to do it. I was just showing the whole absurdity of it there. No, yeah, I agree with you. It's crazy yeah. to me. The yeah. whole thing, yeah. like, whatever. But okay. I, it's, when so, can we not talk about hypothetical? If we couldn't talk about hypothetical scenarios and hypothetical thoughts, we wouldn't have WIP. Uh-huh. So there you I go. I got you. So as it pertains to the Eagles, what I'm looking forward to, I have a 1A and a 1B. 1A would be Hurts to see if he's actually the guy we thought he was. But, yeah. James, you eloquently laid out why, right? So I'll go to my 1B, and that is, shout out to John Ritchie, Halfrey. Yeah. Okay? Because in my eyes, these guys have a blueprint um, that they think is, well, it was successful. I'll give it to them. And it has, uh, yeah, it has been successful. Right. 17, they win the chip. Last year they're in the chip, even though they lost it. Fine, but this blueprint is driving me nuts because it's this. I, I'm going to say it: bend but break, bend but don't break defense. Okay, um, and then the offense is explosive plays while ignoring the importance of the run game. Now, Howie was able to pull it off in 17. He, he pretty much nailed every free agent he brought in, and he had some good draft picks. So, mm-hmm. if we're going on this blueprint. I need him to nail every draft pick or nail every free agent or a combination of both. So that's what I got my eyes on as far as this blueprint's concerned. Well, I think it'll be interesting to see where he puts the resources. Like, to your point about nailing every uh, every pick and every free agent, like, there's a reason 2017 is viewed as such a special offseason because it's very rare that you nail every free agent. And It's the best offseason I've ever seen an executive have. You right. know, last year, Howie missed on almost all of them. Yeah. Justin Evans was a miss. Nicholas Moreau... You know, probably like, no miss. money, but yeah, yeah more or less. Yes, yeah, but the so, fact that he they counted on him at all, yeah. he didn't add. Right, so I don't believe this, he added a single impact player in free agency, did he? It's a great right, question. So this, this no, speaks to my larger point, though. So if he has this blueprint, Cunningham, I guess, kind of. Yeah, if he has this blueprint moving forward, um, the only time it really worked out, which is when we won the Super Bowl, was when he did pull off, which is pretty much impossible now in every draft pick. So well, that's and, why my eyes are on him for this offseason. Yeah. And, well, I was going to say really quick, uh, James made this point. We were driving up today to Parks. I thought it was an interesting one. Like, does Howie need to adjust his blueprint? Yeah. I think for many years his right. blueprint has been the right one. But at the same time, Howie talks, and he said at the podium, you know, they're a big believer 
in trying to be ahead of a trend. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. They might they might mm. be behind the linebacker trend of like that position mattering again, and I wonder if their their uh, response to that is to go invest in a big one or to try mm. to figure out what the next Where one it's going. is. So, yeah, and again, I do think how it he is, does will be I do think it is relevant, especially with like in 2017 when they won the Super Bowl, like. They paid like Nigel Brown wasn't super expensive, but they paid him more than they pay guys now. They paid now. him after the Super Bowl, well, though, right? Uh, no, I think I'm they trying paid him to remember. Before. I can't remember. I okay. thought they paid him regardless, but they paid McLeod and Jenkins. Yeah, like those mm. dudes made money, right? Like yeah. they were willing to spend money at those positions. And for what it's worth, you know, Vic Fangio's his system does seem to need some help in the middle. Uh, all right, Tommy. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Uh, always a pleasure, my friend. 215-592-9494. Yeah, I think it, it's such a fascinating offseason, especially for a team that, again, I will be able to keep saying this for a few more days, but we are still less than a year, less than a year removed from them being in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And 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 how low we are, it is it is fascinating. All right, 215-592-9494. We want to talk to as many GoBirds listeners today as we can. What is the most important thing the Eagles have to do this offseason? It's Elliot, it's James, it's GoBirds Radio. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered for betting on all your favorite sports and for playing all your favorite casino games. You can bet Philly hoops and bet player performance for points, rebounds, and more. The Bet Parks app, it's the only sportsbook uh, app that I use myself, and it's the only one that I recommend. It's safe, secure, and it's easy to use. So join me and download the Bet Parks app right now and play all your favorite casino games right at your fingertips. Odds, bets, slots, and games right in your pocket. The casino comes to life wherever you are. Play with a live dealer on your phone. Enjoy Blackjack, Roulette, Texas Hold'em. You can play hot online slots like Divine Fortunes and Cleopatra. New users, download the Bet Parks app right now and get up to $1,000 casino bonus back if you're down in the first 24 hours. New users only. Casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions apply. See website at betparks.com for all the details. You love to play. You love to win. You bet. Bet Parks. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Ben Kenny, bringing us back from break with good music, as usual. Sure. Uh, your opinion means nothing to me when it comes to music. 215-592-9494. We're talking Eagles offseason. What is the most important thing the Eagles need to do this offseason, in your mind, obviously, there are multiple things they need to do. They need to rebuild a defense. Jalen Hurts, there's a lot of stuff. But what sticks out to you? And, and philosophically, do you expect them to kind of change the way they do things? Back to the phones in a second, Elliot, though. Uh, not the Eagles, but apparently we have a Joel Embiid update. Yeah, so, so I a feel lot of people waiting for more news. <laughs> as with Embiid most injury. Embiid updates, there's some good, there's some bad, and it involves his knee. So, well, uh, you know, uh, according to, uh, to Shams of The Athletic, uh, Joel Embiid has been diagnosed with a displaced flap of the meniscus in his left knee in his weighing rest slash rehab or a procedure. According Let's to talk a little sources. bit about football. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what? So, <laughs> so yeah. So my, my response is what? So basically what it seems is that a displaced uh, flap. flap of the meniscus is a tear. It just sounds it sounds uncomfortable, yeah, it, the yeah. flap of the meniscus. It's, it's not what I expected yes. to hear. So um, so I think clearly from the second sentence, so the the, the takeaway is uh, he's gonna miss some time. So I one get, way or another, it, whether it's rest and rehab right. or whether he's a procedure, I'm guessing the procedure obviously will keep him out clearly for a longer period of time because there's no reason to even try the rest and rehab if you absolutely need the procedure. Right. So it seems at this point the rest and rehab would have him out about a month. Maybe Is that a what the timelines are yeah, saying? That, and then if he had surgery, what's the difference? The surgery would be multiple months, like two months, two so and a half. A, so this is a serious it's a injury. Bit, it's a serious injury. So the question they have to decide, I'm curious where you would fall on this actually because I don't feel like we've had a chance to talk about this. Does Embiid get the surgery and he's basically out until the playoffs, if not like some of the playoffs? Or does he do the rest and rehab, which he's kind of done with this a few times, where he's out a month, we see him come back, he's not 100%, but he misses fewer time. Like, so kind again, of again. I, without knowing the specific timeline on the surgery, if he can get the surgery and be back v- before the playoffs, like it can be surgery and he's back you know, with a few games left, yeah. like super, I would absolutely do that. I think that's where I would go I would to. Abs- again, we've seen this guy try yeah. and play through stuff in the playoffs. It is what it is. It sucks. Like, And again... I can't imagine. I'm sure being seven foot two and playing on a meniscus tear ain't easy. Like I, I'm not ripping the guy for it, but it is what it is. We just don't get the version of Joel Embiid that we yeah. need to do anything in the playoffs if he's going to be labored, or if he's going to play through something. So yeah, I would, I would, I would suck it up and get the surgery. An interesting dynamic of this that the Sixers haven't had, haven't had to dealt to deal with in a while is they're almost always a top three seed, and their first-round playoff opponent is almost always one where they're so heavy favorites and they're expected to win in four or five games. If they do sit Joel out until the, re- the regular, till the end of the regular season, 
There's a non-zero percent chance that they end up like the six or seven sure, seed. Absolutely. And you're looking yeah. at a first round matchup Against, with a not rest. Yeah, seven seed, then it's the box. Then it's a real issue. Seven seed, you're seven you're or playing, eight seed. Playing, yeah. yeah. I mean, so. the Knicks are way better than expected, yeah. or at least playing really well. So, yeah, it's an interesting decision. I, my guess is they're going to do the non-procedural of one. Of course they are. That's where it's going. But but I would I would get the procedure and get get this guy healthy and hope you get the best version of him whenever he is. Hundred percent agree. Two one five. And again, all provided. The context of you know maybe the surgery is year ending. Yeah, and then look, you don't, we'll you know, take our doctors' hats yeah, off exactly, now. And go, yes, yes. go back to talking football. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Obviously, talking birds. The off season. What is the most important thing the Eagles need to do? Let's get back to phones. Get to as many go birds cars as we can today, and talk to our guy OG Wade and Chester. What up, Wade? What's up, fellas? How we doing today? What up, OG? Good to hear from you. Feel like we haven't talked in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, frustration. I mean, I hear you all the time, but you know, and I see you firing off fire tweets all the time. You got some takes, man. Because it's a lot of uh, foolery going on around the streets right now. Mm. And here's what I wanted to educate the people on: and I knowledge without college up in here. Yeah, and I've been trying to do this for years, you know. And it feels like people don't respect my my gangster. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) I've been calling WIP. Before uh, Jerry Jones was the owner of the damn uh, Dallas Cowboys. a long time. Yeah. So I've been saying this here for the longest time, that in order for you to determine if you have a good quarterback, he has to be in the same offense for two years or more. Okay? Now, here's what makes Patrick Mahomes and uh, Brady the greatest to ever done it. They've both been in the same offense their entire career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we went to a Super Bowl. Jalen is now Glary go on his fifth offense in Philadelphia. We went to the Super Bowl with Jalen running the RPO. You knew you just lost both your coordinators. Why would you change your offense? The See, I offense, don't think they did change their they offense. Did, they did. They did. Not, they not did. in a major way. If you look no, at run the RPO stuff, like not close to the no, same way. Not. They didn't, and they certainly didn't run the same Jimmy, type of thing. We all Jimmy, knew Jalen wasn't running. Like, it wasn't, Jimmy, there was no threat me, of it. Me, like, it was. You. Go ahead, we wait. Ran the, the offense we ran last year was the pistol offense, which was the same offense Jalen ran when he first started with Nick Sirianni. Okay? Mm-hmm. I know the offense. The offense that we ran to win the Super Bowl was the RPO. So you got the pistol and you got the RPO. We barely ran the RPO last year. That was the offense that we were most successful at which it exposed our, our, our O-line, it exposed our running game, it exposed everything because our running game wasn't as well because you didn't have to respect Jalen's running in the pistol 100%. Uh, offense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just want people to understand that when you try to, or not trying to, when you're talking negative about Jalen's regression, it really wasn't a regression if you really look at it. He was the only quarterback in the NFL that won 11 games, and out of the 11 games, Six of them was uh, won by, uh, against teams with winning records. No other quarterback did that this year. Everybody say that Lamar Jackson well, was the MVP, right? But he definitely so he definitely regressed. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that he's not still a top ten quarterback and, right, he, right. and he had a terrible year. But he was not the player that he was in twenty twenty two that I'm, he was this I'm, year. And I just gave you the reason why. You know what I'm saying? When you change an offense, 
that quarterback as well as the receivers. Yeah, but I think you're putting too much into that. Like you're like maybe they maybe they change versions like type like styles of their offense and different parts of it. But this idea that he got like a whole new offense last year, that's just not true. Like he Brian Johnson was in the building but the two they years didn't at Jalen. No, but man, they it ran was very they, clear. They were not running all, the RPO. All stuff. I heard was at the end of the last season that they need to adjust. The best coaches change. Sure, like, but they didn't add in anything different. They just stopped doing RPO stuff and they didn't add anything different. They didn't right. adjust. You're, they they like but, 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 from a scheme but, but, perspective. But OG is talking as if like they brought in a whole new scheme last I'm year. It was a different you, scheme. If you look anyway, at the yeah. route, if you look at the route tree of what the routes that the receivers was running this, this past year versus the RPO year. Totally different. I don't think Basically, that's true. If you look at if you look I'm at where AJ Brown do, caught the ball last year, it's, it's almost exactly the same. The only thing I ask you to do is just go back and watch the game and look at the formation, look at the set, and look at that's how you know. This the air rate offense and the pistol offense is two different offenses. I'm trying to. I'm, all you got to do is go back and look at the formation, right. and you will see it's a different offense. And I'm telling you. This is why A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts, as well as Smitty, they were all upset about this. They was all up. That's why uh, Smith, Smitty said, yeah, just let, let, us, let us do, do our thing. Hey, wait. Just, wait. Go ahead. Great call. Really, really, really good call. I, I, like, I, I agree with a lot of what he's saying. Look, I'm not saying that they ran like. I mean, this is literally exact what I was talking about before where I thought Ray Dittinger had, and maybe we'll play all your next segment or something, but. The, I thought he encapsulated the, the in one minute, kind of nail what the issues have been. And it's the, that they ran this RPO offense last year and didn't change it to something where the defense had to, to was confused at all this year. So I think part of it is there's, there's a couple of different things here. One, I think that Jalen was not the runner last year that he was in 2022, whether that's because... You know, he had an injury. For whatever reason, Jalen in 2023 was not as dynamic of a runner in the open field or as big of a threat to run. Well, I don't think they asked him to, and, and maybe it's to protect him and all that, and I, I get that, but I don't think they asked him to run as much. I, I think, think they, they didn't do as many quarterback as design yeah. runs. I agree with that. Well, and it, the RPO stuff, like, they just – it wasn't – like, I mean, he ran a ton last year, man. Like, in terms of, of uh, like, that RPO stuff, it was like – the give and go, like he would take those so many. He never took them this year. Like how many times did we see him fake a handoff and go? Like almost never. So, yeah, I didn't think he did a good job this year with decisions with RPOs. I thought his decision making on RPO was better in 2022 than it was in 2023. I just don't. But think on they a, ran it. But on a whole, like on a on a big picture scale, though, I can't blame like changes in the offense to why Jalen. Of struggled course you left. can. No, but, but like, talking about? But, but he, that's literally the definition. Yeah, of but it. I, like, I, I I don't feel the changes where it's like. I don't feel the changes were as drastic as it seems you and OG feel. All right, the well, next were. segment, we're, we're going to take another call. Next segment, I want you to respond to that Ray audio because okay, I, I, I thought will. he nailed it. I'll tell Ben where it I is. I haven't heard the Ray audio. Yeah, so we'll play that coming up saying. next. Let's go back to the phones. Go to South Philly and talk to Dr. Anthony. Anthony! James, how are you, buddy? What a pleasure, my friend. How are you, Anthony? Here, pal. Hi, Elliot. What up, Anthony? How's it going? All right, buddy. Listen, uh, just a little comment to the last call with OG Wade. Uh, I think Hurts got hurt and over overextended his knee when he was playing against the Rams. He got hit by two guys running yeah. down the line. Yeah. Run play. I do and remember. That is when they started to stay, stay away from the RPO a little bit. Yeah. So uh, that's. I just wanted to say something. I, about that. I think but, you're right about that. And look, we all kind of knew that Jalen was banged up. It looked like it. And I, I think you're right. And I think that's why they stood away from it. And once I they did too. that, Ray Dittinger's thing comes into play because that was there was no deception in the offensive game plan anymore. So, all right, let me let me go back to this. 
James, I was listening back to your show the other day because I can't get up early in the morning, you guys. And, <laughs> I don't blame you. Guys played, and you guys played a, um, a, um, a clip from, um, uh, who the hell is the kid? Long. Chris Long. Long. Yeah, yeah. And, and John, John Mitchie's reaction to it, was, and it was, what it was saying was it was Hertz's uh, fault and because uh, he can't function in an offense that has these different uh, things. So here's my point. We're supposed to believe that Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie signed a quarterback to a $250 million contract who can't play under center, can't read blitzes, or function in an offense that uses motion. Yeah, it seems implausible. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think they signed him because he had an outstanding 2022 and he showed he was really good at things. I agree with you that – you know, if they felt he had such major flaws, they wouldn't right. have given him the deal. But it was also the situation they were in. What were they going to do? Let Jalen walk? Were they going to, well, you know, no, trade him? So year, no, but but that's so they did. Thing. They did. And Anthony, that's an interesting discussion. But like last off season, I didn't hear anybody saying make Jalen play out the final year of his contract. No, yeah. I so only, so they had to sign him that that uh, they had to sign him last off season. And his contract is interesting because they didn't give him high high uh, cap hits, right, so they could build around him. Right. But also, they made it a tradable contract. So I think part of the reason he got this no-trade clause is because if you look at this deal, like, they can move him earlier than expected. So while I think your point is a smart one, that I'm sure that Howie and them wouldn't have given a quarterback a massive contract they feel he couldn't play under center. Like, that's a pretty basic part of playing the, the sport. Or read a blitz. Yeah, or read a blitz. But, but I think we saw last year, Jalen's not great at reading a blitz, and they didn't put him under center for a reason. Like, I, I, like yeah, on the same it, token, it's not like the coaching staff isn't aware of running plays under center. Well, yeah, listen, uh, but isn't it more likely that Sirianni was so arrogant that he wasn't going to change anything, and he said that in an interview earlier in the season. He did say a lot. It's my offense. I'm not changing the offense. This exactly. offense works. He yeah, also exactly. completely changed and offense in 2021. Like, but we, he didn't change it But we've given Sirianni a ton of credit for yeah, a willingness but he to hasn't, change He hasn't changed it. it. But, but he, then he had success. But I was just told the offense change. changed last year. No, so it changed it? from 22 to 23. It went back to the offense, and Nick wanted to run. Like, it was Nick's offense last year. So It was Steichen's offense the year before that. Right, so then he did make changes last year is what you're saying. I'm he, confused. He went no, back he to his offense. Is what he wants to okay, do. Is the point? Okay. He right. needed to not do what he wants to do. And then the defenses couldn't catch up. Sirianni couldn't adjust. Uh, Stryker was gone, and he was in over his head. Anthony, great call. Great call. I really appreciate. It. We're up against it. Uh, yeah, I, like you know, that's how I think it played out. You obviously disagree, right. but yeah, I, I I just think now Anthony's point is right. They they would not sign a quarterback to a massive deal if they felt he had major deficiencies. But on the flip side of that, it's also common sense to say Sirianni came up with Philip Rivers as his coach. He played under center. Like Sirianni's very aware of the benefits of, of lining up under center, and they didn't do it for a reason. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll continue to take your calls. On the Eagles offseason, what needs to happen? What are you most concerned about? What are you most positive about? It's Go Birds Radio from the beautiful sports book at Parks Casino. And let's talk about our friends at Window Nation. We love our friends at Window Nation. And it's super important right now because it is frosty. It's freezing. It's clearly February. And if you finally had enough of the frigid drafts coming through your windows and the frustration of higher and higher heating bills, it's time to fight the February cold with quality replacement windows from Window Nation. We've learned uh, over the last year how important windows and window and it can be in terms of keeping your house hot, in terms of saving you money. It is such a big deal. And here's a great deal. This month only, replace your windows and save big with 50% off on all window styles. An amazing deal plus zero down, zero interest. 
and no payments for 24 months. It almost doesn't seem real. It is such a great deal. Their professional installation teams have over 10 years of experience, plus they can install your new windows in a day or less. And comes with a lifetime warranty. Just an unbelievable deal with proven quality and service. It's no wonder that thousands of homeowners have trusted Window Nation for their homes. And you can too. Don't miss out. With 50, again, this deal, 50% off and zero down plus zero interest and no payments for 24 months. You really can't afford to wait. It's easy. Just call 866-90-NATION. That's 866-90-NATION. Or visit windownation.com to schedule a free in-home estimate and tell them GoBird sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, my man, Ben Kenny, with the music. You have any idea who this is, Elliot Turbarks? No. Well, I don't know. Led Zeppelin. Dire Straits, okay. man. Mark Knopfler. Wow. Killing it. Great song, it sounds It like. is a great song. Yeah, it's called it Sultan's like it. a Swing, and it's awesome. All right? 215-592-9494. It is Gilbert's Radio, presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Elliot Turbarks, James Seltzer uh, with you. Coming up in one minute. We're going to play this clip of Ray Dittinger that I've mentioned like seven times already on the show. Yes, excited uh, to hear Elliot it. Elliot has not heard it. I want to play this audio for Elliot. I think we have spent, what, uh, you know, a month, uh, two months, really, trying to figure out what's wrong with the Eagles offense. What happened? Why isn't it working? I think in about a minute, Ray Dittinger summed it up better than anyone else I have heard. We're going to get to that in a sec. First, let's go to the phones and go to Tennessee and talk to our feller. What up, Justin? What's happening, fellas? How you doing today? Man, Justin, so I was actually thinking about you earlier today. Uh, now that the offseason has reached its next phase, we need our SEC draft That's expert, official Go Birds uh, guy <laughs> ready. So I hope you've started to do your draft uh, prep. You guys, you know, you have some, some guys ready for us. Lo and behold, that's exactly what I told our boy Ben Kenny. I'm sitting here watching. Oh, beautiful. See, all Ben, Cal- all Ben Kenny put on the board under your topic is, hey, fella. So we didn't know what you wanted to talk about, <laughs> which I appreciate. I liked it. I, I am literally sitting here watching the Reese's Senior Bowl as we speak. Nice. And I wanted to talk about running back okay. to start with. Somebody that I hope maybe we could get around the fifth round or later. I don't know that he'll fall that far, though, after the combine. But it would be none other than the University of Tennessee's very own Jalen Wright, guys. Shocker. He was, Shocker. He was in a three-back system at Tennessee. He had got a low tread on the tires. He only had 137 carries this year, over 1,000 yards. He averaged 7.9 yards a carry, guys. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but he had the fastest speed in college football. That I, and you think he's around I a fifth-round pick? 
I hope he's around fifth, but after the combine, he's probably going to jump up to like the fourth. Yeah, somewhere. if he's that fast, but, yeah. Let's say this he guy had sounds a top awesome. speed of over 22 miles an hour in that game against Georgia on mm. a 75-yard touchdown run. But this well, guy, he's got low tread on the tires. He he's he's kind of shifty, like he catches the ball well. He's got great hands out of the backfield. He can pick mm-hmm. up the blitz. He's I like him. I well, really two do. two things, Justin, off of that one. I think they need running backs that are better against the blitz. Like the the blitz, when we talked about it on a large scale, we you know simplistically said like coaching or Jalen. It was a lot of things, and part of it was you know Rashad Penny. Why, why didn't he play all year? You saw in that Giants game, he's terrible yeah. against against the blitz. He's a bad blocker. Yeah. He's bad with recognition. So I, I like to hear that about about this guy. But the other thing is that I don't think we talked enough about with this offense. They looked slow to me this year, and I don't think they yep. really have slow players. Like, Devontae's not slow. AJ's not yeah, slow. Yeah, DeAndre Swift's not slow. Jalen Hurts not slow. Right, but I don't think any of them I, they are, look super are fast. Slow. Yeah, and I like, like they're not slow, but I don't think they have, like, elite, elite speed. Jalen has definitely lost a step, or at least because of whatever. It wasn't yeah. as good last year. AJ, great in the open field. He doesn't have, like, they're electric. They're not Deshaun stick. Jackson. That's the saying. point I'm making. So if this running back out of Tennessee you're talking about, you know, reached a peak, uh, speed of 22 miles, or whatever, in that Georgia game. I do think, yep. like, look at Miami. They have speed all over the field. Like, I think the Eagles need to add speed this year. Well, there's another kid that I'm actually watching right now from uh, Missouri, Cody Schrader. He's mm-hmm. small. He's like 5'9", 214 pounds. He had 14 rushing touchdowns. This kid is small. He's shifty. He's yeah. kind of in the mold of a Darren Sproles type. Nice. I we don't that. know like, how fast he is. But I'm watching him right now. He's in the game, and I'm really looking at this linebacker from Texas A&M. I'm like everybody else. And honestly, I Justin, I, I think I think that specific thing, too, is underrated because they've basically had Kenny Gamewell in that role for yeah. the last yep. year plus. And, like, we'll talk about he's not that guy. Too. Like, exactly. Yeah. He's not shifty. He's not, like, you know, he's, like, whatever, dependable, I guess. Like, if you had someone who could be a difference maker in that spot in third and long, whatever, like, like that could matter. And you know you know what the deal is with the Schrader kid? He can pass block. I watched Missouri play nice. a lot this year. They were 10-2. and two. This kid absolutely demolished a defensive end on a chip block, knocked him out of the game. He, like, wow. chipped him in the ribs, knocked this dude out of the game. This kid, he don't care. He is tough as nails, but I like him. But, yeah, that is my draft recap of the Love day. It. Like I told Ben, he asked me what was going on. I said, it's my most wonderful time of the yeah. year. Ben, Ben's a little Eagles. mad that you're ignoring the Big Ten, he told us. But, you know what, <laughs> Justin, Justin, let me tell you, Keep ignoring the Big Ten. That's the correct. Be good decision. advice for Howie too. We love we, lo- we we love you, feller. All right, I'm gonna get out there. I love you, boys. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, uh, keep ignoring the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I guess do. there's probably some Michigan guys I would take, but that's yeah, good CJ Stroud. Yeah, Marvin Harrison. That's fine. Um, yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, I do think to to those points though that running back is something they should address. I agree. Uh, you know, I have to learn more about the draft class, so I don't want to say like where yet, but. You look at Gibbs in Detroit. I, look, like, I would I would be willing to use a not first round pick, but a somewhat premium I would be, pick. I, look, I don't know the it players depends. yet. I just but. think they have too many needs in in like to your point, lines or important spots long term. But but look, I, and they have an extra second round pick, which we haven't yeah. talked a lot about, which helps. But all right, back to the phones in a sec. Uh, this Ray Dinger audio, we've been talking about the show, and I want to get Elliot's reaction to it. I think that this is the best explanation in about a minute or so that I have heard yet of why like why it just didn't work offensively this year here's what ray had to say with us on the mornings uh, a couple days ago elliot your thoughts yeah so i I think his point about the rpo um i'd be curious just just curious to see the numbers on how often they ran it in 2023 versus 2022 it is funny in that clip him talking about last year 
Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did. I mean, we saw it with our eyes. Like they didn't run it. Like so they didn't think, run it the same way they did in 2022. They did not run the same RPO style offense. So I, I think I think part of it is Jalen's health was, yeah, was part of that, absolutely. right? And, J, and, and and I Ray, think Ray coming into the season, I do think they said we want to protect him more. We just signed him a contract. We don't. We like philosophically, we want to do what we can to protect him. Yeah, so I think that Jalen not being as efficient or dangerous as a runner this year definitely impacted the offense. So to the second part of that, in terms of adjusting and figuring out ways to move the ball without that, the end of the season is what it is. They finished one and six. So I don't think anybody did a good enough job, uh, you know, adjusting and changing. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really disagree with, with much of that in there, I guess. I mean, the offense, again, was still, you know, they, they scored. It was it. horrible. Don't tell me how many points they scored I mean, the last seven the weeks. Point of it was offense, what was yeah. it? What were they in the league of the last seven weeks? They weren't as good in the last seven. What weeks. It was like twenty eighth or something like that. I don't that? know what they were. in the Okay, last so seven so weeks, let's yeah. quote that stat instead. Well, of they, but then we well, have we to, all agree we they to, were a different team. I, I like, agree. We all agree. It I is agree what it is. with that. Yes, so, I agree. They were not as good in the last seven games. One hundred percent. They were horrendous. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Sportsbook at Park Casino. One more hour to go for us. We want to get to as many calls as we can. Talk an Eagles off season. What is the biggest thing, the most important thing to you this offseason and, and anything else you want to dive into? It's Go Birds Radio. We'll be right back. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered for betting on all your favorite sports and for, you, and for playing all of your favorite casino games. You can bet Philly hoops and bet player performance for points, rebounds, and more. The Bet Parks app is the only sports betting app that I use myself, and it's the only one that I recommend because it is safe, secure, and it's easy to use. Join me and download the Bet Parks app right now and play all your favorite casino games right at your fingertips. Odds, bets, slots, and games right in your pocket. The casino comes to life wherever you are. Play with a live dealer on your phone, enjoy Blackjack, Roulette, Texas Hold'em, or play some of the hottest online slots like Divine Fortunes and Cleopatra. New users, download the Bet Parks app right now and get up to $1,000 casino bonus back if you're down in the first 24 hours. New users only, casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions apply. See website at BetParks.com for details. You love to play, you play to win, you bet, Bet Parks.